0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 86 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and this week I am joined by an absolutely fantastic actress who you may know from Derry Girls. It's Derry's favourite fish and chip shop owner. Please welcome to the podcast, Tracy Lynch. Drama
1: School Dropout Graduation day
0: for you, Welcome to the podcast. How are we? I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> what what has what have you been up to today? I know you've been at work. Has it been um, has it been difficult? Well
1: like, but like an awful lot of
0: actors, you know, you have to take on extra things.
1: And i I've actually went into care work, but really high end care work. I mean, I've actually done through um through the whole of lockdown as well. My brother became was severely ill, but became really ill, and I ended up going back and forth to Belfast to look after him, I was like, literally cleaning his peg and you know helping with his feeding and everything. Yeah. And of course, he did pass away. Um, almost it it's a year ago this Sorry month. To hear that. But um, you know, you no. Know, he really fought it, you know what I mean? We are extremely close and we I sort of said, he said to me before he died, you know, Tracy, do something. I know you love the acting on I just finished doing some BBC uh, comedy drama and a little short film. He said, do something worthwhile It's going to be happy and I thought, do you know what? I might go into care working just because it's it's quite flexible. So, yeah. and also it's, it gives you a great sense of uh, satisfaction as well but it is probably the hardest job I've ever done in my life. It really is. And I went in straight in at the high end with like women who are severely epileptic, you know, yeah. unverbal, need twenty-four hour personal care. But I mean, and you work, we work twelve-hour shifts, you know. And it's, but well, I'm telling you, what, there's some comedy genius in it. There really <laughs> is. Some yeah,
0: comedy. one of my friends is a care worker. She's called uh-huh. Samantha, and I don't think that she cares for people with such severe needs. I'm not entirely sure though. Uh-huh. And I just remember she would come into uni some days and just absolutely like knackered. So yeah,
1: I, it is. sometimes I started off doing the night nighttime shift, which was like from eight o'clock at night until eight o'clock in the morning, and there's CCTV everywhere. And this is actually an Asian car home where, where an awful lot is all female, where they in the, in the society, um, they, uh, the lady who set it up, the husband and wife, was because basically there wasn't any car homes that uh for religion, food, you know. Set, you know, different genders or anything like that. So these, but they're really hard work, but they're worth at night. There's only like, there's only, there's three car and there's only six, but there's, we have eight residents and there's five workers. So that's why of yeah. Finished. You know, I've never, I've pushed wheelchairs. I've used, um you know, pulleys and weavers and oh, all. No opposite. I've no, there's, you have no filter. You just have to get on with everything. Yeah. But There's great camaraderie within the women. i the women there. You know and it's, and you just, I mean, you face some really tough times, but you just get on. But I started off at the nighttime stuff, and um, it was like you had to watch the cameras because an awful lot of the women would take epileptic seizures, and it's, it's one of the most frightening things I've ever seen. It really is, you know. And these, I mean, these women are, are severely epileptic, but but they're really loving as well, you know. So they come after 12 hours, you'd be absolutely knackered. And if you do three nights in a row, so you do your, your full week's work in three days. I mean, the girl yeah. I'm on tonight is just amazing. She's been here for four, day, four years and she works 12 hour days, five days a week. You yeah, know, yes. she has a 60 hour week every day.
0: And, and I think I'm hard done by because I have to edit. <laughs> I have to listen to myself talk. Um, what, I, what I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast, just because I find it really, like, interesting is how did you get into acting and what ah. was your first ever role? And it doesn't have to be a professional one. We love oh, no, a good nativity story. <laughs> oh, she's showing off. She's showing no, off.
1: I was 11 years old. I was in Belfast.
0: I was the height of the troubles.
1: And um, we moved into this area, Clifton Crescent. I'll never forget it. Um, and I was outside playing kiss catch, kissy catch. And I'd just been caught by Danny Corrigan purposely on purpose. I couldn't wait to be <laughs> back. And my mom shouts out the door, Tracy, come in. And I went, what? bedtime, it was like summer, get in right now I went in, my mum had seen an advert in the Belfast Telegraph and in the Belfast Telegraph there was this audition role for two young girls it was a groundbreaking drama it was the first play for today, the first drama in Northern Ireland for something like 20 or 30 years and um, I just ran in, copied up the, the letter that my mum had written, went back out again, got kissed by Danny Corrigan, turned out to be an absolute disaster, You <laughs> made my face all wet <laughs> but I went That's up, It was there was 300, there was 300 girls who went for the audition. I'd never, ever wanted to do acting. I always wanted to be a barrister. And out of 300, and I think literally I got the part because I talked so much. But I actually <laughs> went for the younger girls part and I ended up getting the older girls part. And I think in 20, because I acted with, the first person I acted with was Kenneth Branagh and James
0: Ellis. Wow. Sort of, <laughs> so, so you're starboard. not just going to show off that it was a professional no, I did, I did role have a clue. It was,
1: it was Kenneth was only 19 at the time. So it was his first big play as well. Yeah. It was on TV it was Paul Reed his first production and he went on to do some really good things Graham Reed it was his first he was the first author to do um, you know, his first his production on TV so it was quite a lot Jimmy Ellis was the big thing and I didn't really know Jimmy very well I didn't he was in Z Cars and all that but he was absolutely fantastic and he looked really he really looked after me in another car got on you and then from that doing another three plays from that, mm-hmm. and then it just spiralled I got an agent and um, I did dramas and after right up until 25 I stopped for a while and then I went back about mm. 10 years ago.
0: Did you go to drama school?
1: No, I didn't make it to drama school. So I was really lucky in that way and, and not being conceited. I suppose every time I go back to Belfast because I live in London, every time I go back, I do get people and, um, you know, stop me on the plane. Oh, are you that girl? I always end up giving autographs or taking pictures with people because the, the stuff that I've done is very well known on Ireland. But, the, the you know, the people over there are so more welcoming. You have, you have to be welcomed. You know, you have to do You have to... Give back what you get out, you know. Yeah. To me, years ago, it was a lot different from what it is now. I mean, I stopped for fifteen years acting. I went and did a degree, had four boys, four children, and um, got married, did all that, and then um, when I was forty, yeah, about ten years ago, um, I was asked to go back and do a stage play, and then I ended up doing Derry Girls, I ended up doing London Irish, and a couple of other little. Things I so I've been really lucky second time around as well. Yeah. Uh, Years ago it was it wasn't as competitive as it was nowadays. I mean, I I find it it's and often it's a bit more ruthless and they have to be a bit more disciplined. I mean, literally years ago we did have like the Peter O'Toole days, you know, that all everyone did go out drinking afterwards and drink, you know, came up late down their lines. But it was just it's they very much more disciplined. And I suppose it's better, you know. It's uh, the act, nowadays you see actors, they're not just actors, they're athletes, they're singers, they're producers, they're everything. Yeah, it, and, and saying that it's a lot more
0: pressure. <laughs> It does feel, because I'm, like, tomorrow is my last day in uni, and so now I'm, like, out into the big, bad world, and it really does feel like you've kind of got to be on the ball for everything. Yeah, yeah. I've just signed with my age, and it's, like, it's been that grasp of being, like, well, I could maybe just not learn this monologue because it's yeah. only a uni module, but yeah, now exactly. it's, like, no, you've got to pay the bills now. Yeah. And this exactly. is what you got to do. So That's what-
1: that's why I'm even doing the thing You have to make ends meet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I, you know, my husband provides and all that, but it's, you know, just for my own sense self satisfaction. So you tell him he doesn't pay
0: millions. <laughs> Are you not a multi millionaire now who can settle down and retire?
1: Yeah,
0: I well, was. Do you know what i It is funny.
1: Now, I do love the acting <laughs> i am be a bit more interested, in only than I was years ago, but then I was only, I started acting when I was 10 or 11, yeah. you know, so it didn't really, my mum took off the money I was in, <laughs> I think like I got a barbie doll or something like that,
0: yeah.
1: or a new bike for Christmas,
0: it. Yeah. you know. Well, I, one of my favourite things that I love to ask, and we're going to play a game about them in a minute, so see from those first years of you being an actor, what was the funniest or craziest story from behind the scenes or in an audition, anything like that?
1: Oh, God. Oh, God, there's a couple of things I
0: couldn't tell. Oh, sorry, I could tell. Oh. <laughs>
1: um, well, I remember when me and Anya, we, um, yeah, when Anya and I, uh, when we were first starting out, we did the first Billy play. We'd never seen a sex scene, right? So, Kenneth Branagh and Sutton in this other girl, and usually when we used to do rehearsals, they were sort of mafaring out. Right? It was like an old rehearsal hall. And we used to go in and we wouldn't stop laughing at them kissing. <laughs> and we ended up getting thrown out every single time, every single time. But Anya and I ended up, when we went on stage, we knew everybody else's lines, and I got the stage where We were actually thrown off the set a couple of times. It's like eleven and twelve year old, really precocious. Just saying, no, you missed the line. No, you better so we thrown off. and um, other things than that, I don't know. There's um, when I was uh, when i I've seen a stage play once. there was an old doctor. I'm not going to say his name, but um, he had a bit of a drink problem but he was the biggest upstage that God ever put on this earth. He was disgraceful. He really was. And every night there was this one scene and it was actually the, the television basically being transferred uh, to um, stage. So it was myself, Connor Phil and uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, him and I were playing boyfriend and girlfriend. There was two other actors. I can't remember. Oh, Peter, Peter. Peter, oh, I can't remember. And Two young kids and um, John Keegan, God rest his soul, he said. And this old actor and every night we used to count how long it would take him to get from one part of the stage to another. And it got longer and longer each night. And we knew he went over. And by the stage, Jimmy Ellis was directing us. And we all corpsed. And I mean, we were on stage down in Derry. And we corpse, And the whole time, like, we corpsed for about 15 minutes. We could not stop laughing. And we got the ride, took the he, he nearly beat the bollocks out of us afterwards, I swear to God. He took the rhymes off us. He really did. But it was one of those stages where you just can't stop laughing. And every yeah. time i stopped it and, and then the kids started laughing but it went on and then the audience started laughing and this old man was still upstation but it literally was <laughs> now i say 15 minutes it probably went on for a good five to six minutes which is a long time in your
0: <sighs> that is a long time that's a, like that feels like an hour in real life
1: another actor friend I know um uh i'm not even gonna say his name because he come here for tell him, but um he used to just miss there was me and him and another gun every night he used to just miss swaths of this whole scene and we used to have to so, sort of remember, play catch up next thing, Joe. What the hell did you do this time? He goes, I just messed up four pages, didn't I? Just did not. And I went, Yes, you did. I'll not enough. <laughs> I will stay every night Right, you think you might get through the whole script tonight without missing <laughs>
0: something? <laughs> I, I do want to, you mentioned it very briefly uh, there. I, I do want to talk to you about Dairy Girls because it's yeah. become such a cultural phenomenon oh, and, it's been, and it's just ended, and yeah. we're still sort of because. Uh, I think it's mad as well because you mentioned the troubles yeah. I've learned more about the history of Ireland yeah. and the troubles I think a lot than of I did a lot in of mainstream school and I think that's such a concurrent running theme with lots of people I went to an English yeah. secondary school and like I say all the time the English have a great talent of hiding everything that they don't yeah. actually want you to know about so I think it's it's been such a great show to highlight those to ignorant people like myself who didn't know about it and then you mentioned growing up in the height of the troubles yeah what was it like then sort of telling this story on tv See, i think lisa, lisa did it just a little bit later
1: because um, lisa i think is maybe about maybe about 10 years younger than me so the peace process i'd already left belfast so I would have been. Yeah, it was, no, she's maybe about five years younger than me, but she did it in a brilliant way, and I can tell you, you now every, every single thing that she said, every single joke that she told, is true. Every single one we did. People used to wonder why Paisley spoke so loud on TV, where there was there was checkpoints everywhere. Young girls like myself, we used to flirt with soldiers because they were English. We just thought it was completely different. You did used to make people, fun of people who are English. You did, did have like um things like going down. Your mummy still have the punk purse, which was like the, the money for the South of Ireland to go cross border, um, yeah. and it was a very very good thing. What, what, Catholics like Catholics like tea, Protestants like coffee, mad stuff. We were actually thought really happened, but um, she told me, in such a really good way. But it was it was scary, but it was funny as well. You know what I mean? We I I remember um, if there was a bomb big, in the centre of Belfast, we were all going, "Oh, brilliant! There'd be a bomb damage there." So we were thinking about we were thinking about the CNA at the time. Our top no, Top Shop wasn't there then. were through the CNA and you'd be able to go down and get cheap clothes afterwards because it would smell of smoke. That was the sort of mentality people had. Mm. You know, we had um, when you went in the centre of Belfast, you had barricades all the way in. You got searched all the time. When I first moved over in London when I was nineteen, I used to go into every super my big superstore and hold my arms out. So, you know, because I thought they were going to do a <laughs> like a sort of security thing. around me. Yeah. And I I opened my handbag, and they went, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Love? And I went, "Do you not want to search me?" And they went, "No, we don't. Yeah. We get arrested for searching you." But she, she was very. You know, a lot of people said that to me. They couldn't believe how well she transcribed it. Me. Mm. And a lot, and the thing is, in Belfast, a lot of Protestants as well as Catholics love the show. Yeah, you know, the south and the people in the south and the north love it, which is great. Yeah, it's got a massive cult following over in England as well. Yeah, you know, no, and, and all my and, mates love it. Yeah, and I, I was coming up from King's Cross the other day and I got in a black cab because I couldn't be bothered. It was, I was away at a party with friends, and so I just jumped in a black cab, sitting talking. The guy was asking what I was doing. I got around it and he goes, Oh my god, he goes, My 18 year old girl loves dairy girls, and she's an 18 year old Londoner. And he goes, yeah. And I said, Who do you play? And I said, he goes, Oh my god, so he phoned her up and she was screaming down the phone, I can't believe it. So, what I find over here a lot of young girls and fellas really like it as well because hmm. really i think it
0: transcends like it. It, it sort of i i am going to be careful on how i word this just because i'm not entirely sure i know what i'm talking about i think yeah. it sort of transcends the rivalry yeah, of so the english I, accounts I said,
1: yeah and i think it was also what young girls act about it as well i think because there's four different girls the great thing oh that she reminds me of that friend and even james who, the, the boy, he was one of the girls as well yeah so, you know, they could or maybe like, for example, if there was a group of girls who did have a gay friend with them. They could say, "Oh God, that reminds me of us." You know, yeah. and there wasn't, it wasn't like, because you had the in between us for a long time, which was little, you know, teenage boys. Then, and you have there, there was other ones, but this, I think, this was the first one. Then yeah, there was some girls, the, the one, the one with the girls, the little girls, and uh, of different uh, races who were playing football. That was another good comedy show. But I think this was the first one that where a lot of young girls could actually say, "That reminds me of me." Yeah, you know? no swear and you can say whatever you want it's
0: it's become such a cultural phenomenon and i think that it will it'll stand the test of time and it will still be around in 20 30 years could was that something that you could sense while you were on set like did you You sort of feel that this was going to be big
1: yeah because well i did i did a series with lisa
0: before called london yeah
1: which was actually, I thought, we really thought that was going to get commissioned again because um, a lot of people who are in Jerry Girls, because Art Lohan and I played husband and wife in that. Mm-hmm. And I was in that a lot more. It was like four or five episodes. But we thought that was going to be recommissioned. But uh, I think there was one incident where the C word was used so many times in one episode. <laughs> Channel 4 just went, no, it's too bad. And there was a stage of somebody playing with someone in a, gro- in a coffin. But um, so this was sort of toned down a little bit. Because London Irish was very specific, at least when she moved over to London. Yeah. And like, just exactly. And the, the, the other one was when she was a teenager. So I think it was just um, a balancing act. But even, that, even that's got a cult following now as well. You can really get the, you know I mean? People will tell you about that. But yes, it definitely will. It will and I did sense it at the time because I realised as soon as I saw because Because the first time I met the, four, the, uh, the five young actors was when I was coming around the corner in the van. I swore out at them. They'd never met me. So I literally did scare the life out of them. <laughs> <laughs> they really shit themselves. Method I, acting. I, they were lovely. And I've met up with them a couple of times and we've had drinks and parties and all that. Uh, you know, a couple of times on, on the set. And they're really, they're a great bunch. They really are. Really well. And they work really well together. Not No nastiness, no egos, nothing like that, you know. So, yeah. and I mean, you can see how well Nicola's done from it. And, you know, even Eric's. Um, they're all doing yeah, brilliantly. And si- but- Siobhan, who plays in on is just phenomenal. She's oh, hilarious. Yeah. She's, I've had some funny nights for her. She's hilarious.
0: <laughs> so is that yeah. is that the next, like, podcast we need to do with you? Oh, and-
1: God, you get Siobhan on. She's brilliant. Oh no, I mean,
0: God. just one with you and her, and you can just oh talk dad, about well, I, Siobhan, she,
1: she I'd love that, but she's, as you know, as, as you said, they're very, very busy. She's great, crack, though she is. They're all very nice. They are, and The crew was very nice as well. That was another good thing. The crew mm. was really good.
0: Yeah, like, like you said about everybody being able to relate to those five main characters. Yeah. Which dairy girl are you? Because I'm definitely oh, oh, Claire. Oh,
1: definitely Michelle. Definitely Michelle. I, I'm I, definitely was, Claire. I, I was Michelle all the way up. That was me growing up, definitely. Mm. I was, like, like, even
0: though I should be the wee English fella,
1: yeah, I'm definitely, definitely a Claire.
0: <laughs> definitely a like. But you
1: see, funny enough, my brother, he, died, he loved Orla. You know, the oh. one who is obsessed with because you don't really I my, my friend said to me, Oh, she doesn't really seem real. I said, I'm telling you, now I grew up with girls exactly like her. <laughs> we call them the way with the furries. Yeah. And, you know, they come out with the most inappropriate, you know. And the very even that very last one, which I thought was brilliant, her perfect, her perfect 18th birthday, was eating a cream bun, dancing on her own, and then having an Irish dance with a whole load of kids. Yeah. And that was that was just it was just and do you to be killing? I was in stitches laughing. But I also find as well. As well it was. It broke my heart. Not so much this the last episode, but I thought the second to last. When Claire's dad. I, I just. And,
0: don't, uh, I can't. I can't talk about it now. Know, I'm not re- know, ready man, to talk, talk about, about
1: it. Was, um, you know, and when I and I'll save you. And the the, the wings just went over. All of just encompassed them all. You know, they had the shut I, I was in tears. Absolutely. I've, uh, I've just got this all over myself Matt. I
0: still don't think I can talk about it.
1: And I know it was just brilliant. It was. I just didn't realize. I never thought. People always said they like, and I did hear this from a lot of people. They loved the first season, right? Then they thought the second season wasn't as funny, but the third season I think was definitely the best.
0: Yeah, I, it was I think she
1: really, she really pulled it
0: out of the bag. She really did. Yeah, and I think the thing that I sort of took away the I I don't cry a lot at TV and media. <gasps> I cried when Dobby died, and when <laughs> when all the toys in Toy Story Four were holding hands when they were going to die, oh, right? Oh, well, it's the only two things I've ever cried at. And uh-huh. then the bit with Erin and Grandpa Joe and uh-huh. when they talk about what if it's all not worth it and uh-huh. he turns around and says, what if it's just a ghost story that you'll tell your wins and uh-huh. they'll hardly believe it. And I don't know. I just found myself like in floods of tears. and There was, the- there was a whole load of things that you mean her... But
1: then people tend to forget. Lisa is a fantastic dramatic writer
0: as well. Yeah. You know it's just because I was I, I had a stern word with myself after I was like I don't even really like I can't relate to these people in their sort of yeah. lives I've, I'm very privileged in sort of the life that I've had I, I live in Glasgow so I'm very sort of aware of the Protestant and Catholic divide yeah. and have grown up around it but I, I've never really been involved in it. I've never been uh, the subject of it. So I was like.
1: The thing about it, though, is what I find as well but about it, it
0: wasn't so. Yes, it did emphasize
1: that on the, the the troubles, and it was always in the background. But what I thought was, is this just just getting through secondary school, just getting through secondary, yeah. skills, it was just brilliant. I mean, every win and tip. And I thought as well, the reunion, you know, when they did about the reunion, mm-hmm. Hi, I'm doing it. My wee workers just coming in. God love her. <laughs> sorry. She's coming in to take over. <laughs> God love her. She's always early. Um But other than that, you know, it's, it's even uh, talking about the old girls going back, reunion and what a big thing it was to have a tattoo. You know, how yeah. strict it was growing up just to even have a
0: bloody tattoo. You thought
1: Really thought that they'd done something really bad. Like murdered someone or carried arms for the IRA or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: was really I was confused when it was all happening, and then I read up about it, and I was like, ah. I thought, oh
1: god, you couldn't have had anything. I like are you joking me? My god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was your favourite part about your time on the show? Would you have a favourite behind the scenes moment, anything like that?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I tell you what, the probably if I'm being my oh there was one time. Uh, uh Kathy, Kathy Clark, who plays Emma and Sarah, and Tara, who plays <laughs> who plays Ma, um, we were out the back and we were all in our caravans and it was and they were in this, it was the same same uh, episode. They were running lines and now there's a thing over in Belfast. Say, have you got a coloured wash? Have you got a white wash? Have you got a black wash? You know, and the way they were saying it, I was reading it to them and they're going, "I have no colours. I have no black." And I said, "Excuse me, you do know my sons are mixed race." And the two of them just burst out laughing. And I went, oh, but it is just the way you say things like our Tommy Tiernan The first time I met him, I walked past him and he goes, Oh, here she is, the hardest woman in Derry. And I said, <laughs> Here's me, I love the slippers. Tommy goes, I thought you might. But, but funny enough, when I first met, I'm a very old friend of Ian, the one who plays Grandpa Joe. Yeah. I did a I did a, 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 a drama down at RTE. Was he the drunk
0: of, man that was upstaging everyone?
1: <laughs> no, no, God, no, no, my God. Ian McEhenney's a professional. No one knows where he <laughs> gets his voice from in real life. Ian McIntyre is in everything but The Crib. I swear <laughs> to God. He's in, the, he's in the split. He's in Game of Thrones. And my kids met him at um, Comic-Con. And I told him, I said, we you to meet Ian, give us, a, give us a phone. And the kids couldn't believe he was speaking to me in a Belfast accent because they've only watched him
0: in Star Wars and other stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Ian
1: said to me, and I the first thing I did was 15 years, in RTA years ago. So well, I've known Ian 36 years. And... Um, the first thing he goes, Oh, here she is. Here's my flower. And he said, to Me, Tracy, this is going to be really big. Hmm. He said, This is because Lisa, he said, Their kids are brilliant. And he kept
0: calling them the kids, but they're not the
1: kids. Like the girls are all 20, of us, the 30s, but a lot <laughs> yeah. younger than us.
0: Yeah, because said, there was that big, there was that big moment of in series one when everyone found out that, um, yeah, Nicola, Nicola, yeah, Nicola, Coughlin. Nicola Coughlin. Um, I went to
1: Nicola's birthday. I know at the end of the show, and when I come back to London. I went up for her 30th birthday. And here's me was Nicholas. I'm sorry. You still look like a child to me, you know. <laughs> yeah. still like a wee child. I know because but I knew I knew Jamie from doing we used to do um we used to do a thing called like the idea at home, you know, when you actors go around your cell stuff, you know, in between. And Jamie was brilliant then. But Jamie's, I, I think the youngest of them was like 27 or something like that. Yeah. But they're <laughs> all such baby wee faces anyway.
0: <laughs> None of them are no, complaining.
1: No, no, no one would have no one would have even thought that they were um, um... any older than that.
0: One question that I do like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast that's been part of such a great show or something similar. Did you steal anything from the set as a memento? No, I didn't steal anything from the set. But
1: what did happen is um, the guys, the crew actually made up these badges and they were for different things. It was, they have one wee badge of uh, the lesbian magazine. They made it and then they have one for um, Fanula's fish and chip shop.
0: What? I also like to ask everyone, and this is sort of shifting away from Dairy Girls now, and it's one of my favourite questions. If you were booked on the West End to do a two-month run on, in a show, in a two-person show, and the casting director came and said to you, listen, we've got as much money as we possibly need. Who do you want to be your co-star? And you can pick anyone that's dead or alive. Not dead. They have to be alive.
1: Oh, God. Now you're talking. Oh, oh. I'll
0: oh, probably Olivia Colman. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. I have to go on my... Weekly campaign of Catherine Tate. Please come on the podcast or please do a two person show with me in the West End. <laughs> She's been my option now for 80 something weeks She's just weeks.
1: so talented though. She really is.
0: She is. She's such. I, I think I, just because I grew up with her as well. So yeah. I grew up watching Nan and all of that. <sighs> you and, know
1: what? My friend's granny is Nan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, I said, Oh
0: my God, me and Carol, I, I was watching, and I said, That's your Nan. She
1: goes, Jesus, Trishy, I know she goes. She goes. Actually, she says, "I think my man's worse."
0: <laughs> just, you know, just, uh, do you know? What I, mean? I think
1: I oh think a lot of old people just really get like that, they like it not just to be
0: nasty because they want to. I mean, they've got nothing really to lose, have they? Oh, um, another thing that I I wanted to ask you was, you've been part of so many incredible projects, like you've mentioned, London Irish and all of the plays and things that you've done. Mm. What has been the most surreal moment of your career where you've just been like, what the fuck is going oh, on right now? Uh,
1: well, um, I went back
0: and Kenneth, uh, he always
1: took all his stuff on stage over in Belfast. And it was years ago. And he was, he was still my Emma uh, Thompson. And um, he introduced me to her and I was like totally dumbstruck. I, I said, and I said, here's me, I, I've seen everything she, you've done. And she went, no, I've seen everything you've done. And I went, oh my God. And I was like... <laughs> And good, then he introduced me, straight after that he introduced me to Derek Jacobi and Judy Dench. and I was like oh my that was, that was it you know
0: gonna yeah. stop acting and become a care worker
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you another funny moment I was doing no offence up in um, Manchester and Colin Salmon was working on it he's another lovely fan and he said to me at the end of the night I was just I was in from one day, we home, and, I, and he said we've got something in common and I said don't be so bloody stupid I'm not gonna have anything in common with you big tall Colin Salmon he said the Billy plays that you did. He "Me, how do you know about the Billy plays?" He goes, "My wife's father produced them." And I went, "No." And Colin Salmon did the best Belfast accent I have ever heard in my life from a man ever. Colin Salmon, I couldn't believe it, and it was like and I got there. And I went,
0: "Oh my god!" I've been commended on my. Um, I'm not going to say Belfast, but Northern Irish accent. Go on, then. Not, no, no, not a chance. But we you know um, I, we did scenes I, from the big picture. In drama school by on McCafferty. Yeah. and I'm quite good at just picking up an accent anyway yeah you are the remember... idea or
1: you're not but I do find people in um, with them um, within when people talk to them they start to mimic their accent like the girl I work with just yes, she she goes up and down like, I got all time
0: um I, I auditioned for this really like low budget um short film right after I'd done scenes from the big picture and it was about um this guy had woke up with a checkpoint going through his house. Yeah, I didn't end up doing it for some reason or another, and I sent off this self tape. And they they phoned me like three minutes later and went, "What part of um Ireland are you from?" I and I went, well. "I went Glasgow." And they went, <laughs> "We wouldn't have known that." And I was so I'm not going to do it for you because it will pale in comparison. And oh I'll, no, I'll no sh- but
1: you know what the thing is as well. I do think it's but see, I would I was I love doing Scottish accents as well. Yeah, I but, and then I, then like you t- come t- up t- with me and I've got <laughs> a Geordie
0: one.
1: No, but I do like all different Scottish acts. I know, but my friend as we've the working with her mother's a Geordie as well. And I used to work with a couple of Geordies. and there's I mean, but I and then I don't know, I just I do think when you have strong accents like ours, people do pick them up really quickly. Yeah. People can do them either really badly or they can do them really well. <laughs>
0: we're going to play a game now and this is my favorite game in the world it's it's the same thing as what we were talking about earlier it's stories submitted by listeners and they are crazy stories they're my favorite things in the world two of them are the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and one is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer and i've got the answer in a sealed envelope here so i can play along too because these are my favorite things number one I work front of house and the Basil Brush show came to our theatre. I was asked by a customer, is it the real Basil Brush? I replied, no, it's a tribute act. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, my agent sent me the wrong address for an audition once and I ended up in the middle of a really rough council estate dressed in a nun's costume and my car ended up being surrounded by drunken teenagers. It's safe to say I broke the speed limit getting out of there. Number three, I was on the West End with my boyfriend very early on in my career and one audience member took a particular liking to my boyfriend and kept coming to the show and then kept sending him pairs of trainers to wear because in his last letter he told my boyfriend that he would keep buying him shoes if my boyfriend sent him a pair of his dirty gym socks each week. This creeped quite a lot of us out and my boyfriend told Stage Door to stop accepting parcels from this man. Wow. I hope the Basil Brush one is true. Um, oh, so I have to say which
1: one is totally true and
0: the other one. So, one, two of them are the truth and have been submitted by listeners, All and right. one of them's a lie. So, we have to figure out which one's the lie. Oh, God. I, could, I
1: think the trainer's one is definitely true because I could see that happening, no problem.
0: I think I want to, um, the nun costume feels fake to me.
1: I don't know, but I could see that happening as well. No, i will say the nun costume as well. well would you
0: not just keep driving? Like, why are you stopping? Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't a housing stop. i go, go for the nun, the
1: nun costume as wrong.
0: Well. You'd be like, yeah, I'm, I, I can't imagine the, an audition in one of, of these an, terraced houses. I
1: don't think would be interested in a
0: nun. Yeah, understand? they'd probably could stay away from the nun. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> like, they would probably... It was number three. It was the trainer's one.
1: Well, that was,
0: that was, that was false. That,
1: that was the lie. no.
0: So the Basil brush. I,
1: I know a story about an actress who um,
0: was who, 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 asked
1: continuously to get a knicker sent to some man who wouldn't leave her alone continuously. It's
0: disgusting, isn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, don't. I used to have a stalker who would just hang around outside my door and go wow. up and down and follow me. to didn't work yet. Um, I was doing, a, I, was, I was only 18. He'd wait outside. This is outside when I was in outside my door from six o'clock in the morning on his bike, follow me down when I got the bus to go to auditions, follow me up, wait outside and then come all the way back again. And then my mum shouted at me and said it was my fault, I must have done something to encourage it. I said I've never met him before in my life. And then one Some day, people really just need to get a life, life, don't they? Don't they? they? So, you know, straight. Number three is the fake. Oh, yeah, God. wow.
0: I, I didn't expect that. I really I'm thought the about... nuns one was going to be fake.
1: There you go. <laughs>
0: Um, we've come to the end now. Um, what is coming up for you next? I know you're doing a lot of care work. Uh,
1: yes, there is. There's.
0: Um, there's. There's another com-
1: a comedian who is. He's quite well known. He's doing. does a, a lot of TikTok, and he's putting forward. I think he's trying. He wants to go over and start writing stuff with him, and um, for a new character he's developed to sort of do a bit of a two man or you know a bit of online stuff with him. And also there's something else in the pipeline which I'm hoping is going to come through. It's a six part comedy drama. Derry
0: girl spin off
1: at the moment, yeah, yeah, so that's there and it's it's a bit bigger, it's a bit of a bigger part as well, and it's, and it's, it's all female led as well. So I'm hoping that that's going to come through. It's looking good at the moment, but these things take time, so it might be another year or so before it's all through,
0: about but... fanula, yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's what it is. It's a Derry Girl spin off. She's nodding her head. <laughs>
1: Do you know, what? Do you know what I mean? There was a guy the other year dressed up as me as fanula as a Halloween costume and he looked better
0: than me Um, but yeah where can everyone keep up to date with what you're doing do you do social media do you you got a website i'm on instagram i'm on instagram Instagram, just lynch
1: tracy that's basically it
0: lynch tracy it's all down in the show notes below as well but genuinely thank you so much for coming on and taking the time out of your schedule i look forward to this again yes definitely get on
1: on to siobhan get on to siobhan see if she'll do it get that catherine Tate number get her (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. I'll let all you right. go back to work. Thank you so much. Okay, I'll send you an email you, when Angle. all of this is coming out.
1: Oh, brilliant. Thank you, thank you so much. Right, so bye bye.
0: Have a good night. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode eighty-seven completed. Thank you so much to Tracy for coming on the podcast. It was such a pleasure chatting with Tracy. I know some of the audio was off for parts of the episode. It's nobody's fault we were recording on zoom tracy was at work she took the time out of her day to come on and chat to me but hopefully in the future she'll be able to come on and tell us some more stories because i have a feeling she's an absolute fountain of stories and you know that i just love that it's one of the highlights of my day it's the reason i do this podcast but please make sure to follow us both on social media and as per usual you'll find those down in the show notes below and once again i'm going to ask you please leave a rating and a review on the podcast it helps us out so much you don't even know we're hitting like 87 episodes now soon we will be on the countdown to 100 so please go down and leave a review in the show notes below you don't even have to write anything if you don't want to please just click whatever star rating you want to give us remember if you've got a story for stage right or stage Shy, right, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com And don't forget that you can now become an official Drama School dropout by signing up for our Patreon using the link in the show notes below. And I do just want to very quickly mention that I have a new podcast that's running for 10 weeks and 10 weeks only called Reality TV on Record. I'm sitting down with some of the best reality TV stars from Britain and America all over the gaff really. We have got four Three episodes out so far, I think. Yeah, this week's episode four. We've got The X Factor, Sam Callahan, Love Island's Brad McClelland and Big Brother's Huey Morn. We've got loads of great ones coming up. It's such a great podcast. Lots of juicy details. We're really exposing reality TV and talking about the influencer world in a detail that really has never been spoken about before. So please check out reality TV on record every Friday, wherever you get this podcast. And yeah, it's absolutely amazing i'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new drama school dropout episode every tuesday you know that episodes go up at 6 a.m and i've got an absolute belter of a guest so please make sure to come back as per usual stay safe i love you thank you so much for continuing to come back and listen to me chat shit with some of my favorite people on the world have a great week Bye bye
1: Drama school dropout No graduation day for you Drama school dropout Funct your whole course Now try something new Drama school dropout